Welcome to the White Man Can Jump Podcast. This is your host, John Whited, coming to you from Austin, Texas. I'm joined here today by Andrew Brownlee, coming to you from Washington, D.C. How you doing, Brownlee? Doing well. Can't complain. I'm uh, looking forward to us getting into the meat of the NBA season. Yeah, it's been a little while. Our last podcast was the over-unders before the season, so we figured why not pick it up halfway through, um, go through our all-stars, and then revisit some of those uh, over-and-under projections that we had. Some of them are pretty funny if you look back on them now. Um, so let's yeah, just get I into it. one in particular in mind, just laughing at myself yeah. for how bad it was. Yeah, I got one in mind, too, that um, I feel pretty good about. So we'll see if those ones cross paths. Um, but, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and get into the All-Stars. You know, um, there's much debate this time of year. You know, who who's deserving and, you know, what the criteria is for an All-Star and you know, how much... Do you, does missing games count against you, which especially this year with COVID, you know, can be a big factor in this. So, um, you know, I guess first just go through the, your kind of criteria that you use to make the team and then um, go ahead and we'll start with the East and go with your starting five. Yeah. Uh, so when I was making my team, uh, what I wanted to do was a, and maybe this isn't the best method, but for the current playoff teams, I wanted representation somewhere from each of those teams. So the top eight in each conference. And then I wanted to do like a, a little bit of a mix of advanced stats and then just general feel, maybe leaning a little more towards advanced stats and um, my decision making, but uh, yeah. So, do you want to give us the rules for the team creation, and then I'll start with uh, maybe my first card pick for the East. Yeah. So the lineup is you have two forwards, or sorry, three forwards. Not just any big man. There's no centers, and then two guards for your starting lineup, and then having the same thing as a bench lineup and then you have two wild cards as well that can be any position so we'll start with the east um starting lineup so who are your three big men yeah so i feel like in the east the big men are the easiest decision i'm yeah. sure we have the same people <clears throat> i have katie Giannis, and Embiid as my three yeah that's um, pretty pretty easy to yeah. uh to get to. I mean, uh, they are all, I mean, Kitty's injured, but um, hopefully we'll miss too much of the season in totality. But, you know, I think you can make the case for all three that they should be in the MVP, MVP conversation. I don't know if you would say any of them is the favorite, especially given Kitty's injury, but they've all continued to be dominant. Um, Katie without Kyrie. And with uh, Harden, you know, taking a little bit at the beginning of the season to get into the swing of things, Katie was really just 
carrying the team. Um, they're first in the East, and that's in large part due to Katie's work there. Uh, Giannis just is ascending. Uh, still, he is one of the most dominant big men slash ball handlers. Uh, just keeps that going. And then what Ambina's has done with the 76ers and you know lack of supporting cast has been absurd. I saw the other day that he's averaging more points than minutes, which is uh, an absurd stat. Um, so, yeah, I feel like those three are pretty safe bets. I think you should give him more minutes. Yeah. I mean, you don't want him to break, though. That's always the issue with him. That's true. Well, yeah, so I, I got the same as well. Um, like you said, those are pretty obvious. Uh, George is, a, like you said, all three you know, potential MVP candidates, depending on their health and availability. Um, and then, you know, to round out my starting lineup, I had, you know, um, Trey Young, who, you know, really came to um, the spotlight during the playoffs last year and really won a lot of people over is, you know, having a great offensive season um, that we came to expect, you know, averaging 28, um, four boards, nine assists, um, 25.3 PPR, um, seventh in the league. Um, so, I mean, he's he's picked up where he left off in the playoffs last year. Um, unfortunately, the team hasn't been quite as strong as you'd hope, but I still recognize his greatness and have, have him in the starting lineup. Um, and then next time I have Zach Levine, um, who's averaging 25, 5, and 4. Uh, I think, um, you know, with what the Bulls have done, I think... Um, they deserve some representation here, and um, there really wasn't any other guard positions that you could really make that good of a case for, um, especially when you factor in the um, the team record. Um, so I gave it to Levine here. Um, How did your final two spots end up looking out or working out? Yeah, so I think what we're hitting on here is that the guard position in the East is just like really hard to fill out. Whereas we had this stacked trio of forwards for our starting role, it's a little harder to figure out who should go in that guard spot. Um, I don't have either of your two <laughs> as my starters right. in the guards. Um, Trey has been really good. Um, I'm just discounting him a little bit for overall team performance. Um, but he's going to be coming up in my second team. And then Spoiler. with the Bulls... Uh, the team overall is doing great. And you have to recognize that. That's where I can understand like having Levine in there. I think it's harder with, like, you know, I guess you could slot him in as a guard position. I didn't really consider him that way. So maybe that just comes down to definitionally. Um, I put Fred Van Vliet and James Harden as my two guards. Oh, wow. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is like, the analytics darling of the season. He's like top five, top ten, in basically all the advanced stats. And 
for a team that wasn't really expected to do much of anything in the Raptors, you know, they're hanging on to that last playoff seed. Uh, so I think you could attribute a large portion of that to Van Vliet's impact, both on offense and in defense. He's running their entire offense. He is the engine that makes that cook. And then on the other hand, he's also a plus defender. So I think that's where he gets a lot of love from me. And then with Harden, I know he didn't start out great, but I think he's started to pick it up more recently. Uh, Brooklyn's in the top slot in the East, and the guard position in the East is just not looking so great. So that's how he came to land as my second starter. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I didn't have Harden in my on my team, um, but I feel like I might have overlooked him now. Just because he wasn't having as good a year as he normally does, but it's still generally a better year than most people. Yeah, that's kind of where I saw it. Was you know by James Harden standards, not great, but still, you know, eighty percent of you know Houston James Harden is still a really good player. Yeah, that's true. Well. All right, well, it's good to have some disagreement. So I guess we'll have some disagreement on the second team as well. Um, I had Jimmy Butler, uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Sabonis, Garland, and Ball as my second team. Who were the last two? Garland and Ball. One two guards. Yeah. Uh, I... Um, so I went Butler and Sabonis. Yes. Uh, I thought about putting Butler as a guard for the first team, but that kind of seemed like a stretch. Yeah. Um, and so those were two of my forwards. And I put Jared Allen as my third big man. Okay. Uh, just to give some recognition to the Cavaliers and the work he's done there. It's been really surprising how well they've held up uh, even after Rubio went down. Um, they're only two games or two games back from the Nets in first for the East. So, uh, I, and I, we are definitely going to get to this team later on in the overhunters. Um, they have massively exceeded expectations. Uh, so I wanted to give them some love. Lamelo was one of my guards for second team, and then Trey was my uh, other guard. So Trey was my first guard off the bench. And I agree with what you said earlier. You know, he has still been magnificent. The team itself, definitely disappointing. But uh, we'll see if they'll be able to right the ship in the second half of the season. Yeah, everyone suggests that they'll be continuing to look to trade since they have a lot of pieces they could trade to potentially get another star. Um, but we'll see if that actually happens. There's all kinds of rumors this time of year. But um, that would be interesting to see what they would do because um, they do have some pretty interesting young pieces that aren't too expensive. Um, so... Um, 
Yeah, I had Butler on here. I, I thought he deserved it. He, he missed some time, but uh, you know, he's just real solid like he has been the last few years, 21-6-6, six, and six, uh, you know, playing great defense, leading the team like he always does. Um, DeRozan's having a great year, you know. Um, it's tough that he didn't get a starting position just because of the other three people that play his you know, his position, he kind of got, he probably would have been fourth overall, um, just if you're picking all-star starters, but they just happened to be the top three or ahead of him, so um, he's having a great year, probably his best year yet, so um, you got to make sure you get him on here, um, and then um, Sabonis having another typical year, um, you know, averaging a double-double, you know, doing his thing, although the Pacers have been beyond disappointing. They, had, they got the same core group that just hasn't been able to get over the hump the past, you know, three or four years. Um, so you think they're going to mix it up at some point. So we'll see there. Um, Darius Garland, you know, you talked about the Cavs and wanted to give him some love. I, I gave the love to Darius Garland. Um, he's averaging, you know, um, 19 and 8 or 20 and 8 um, so I mean there's not many people in the league doing that um, he's been putting up some big numbers here recently um, so you know I'm a big fan of his game a lot of people around the league are too um, so I think he'd be fun to have in the game as well that was part of what I factored in as well do they make the game more fun and the answer is yes lean towards them if, if all else fails. So um, I think he'd throw some nice alley-oops and, you know, put on a show with the ball handling and um, and do some fun stuff, bring some entertainment to the game as well. And then talking about bringing entertainment, LaMelo Ball, I think, um, is one of the most creative passers we've seen in a long time. Um, and, you know, He's a better shooter than everyone gave him credit for. Better player, better defender, um, more solid, um, and just gonna be a star um, for the years to come. So um, you know he's gonna be a permanent installment in um, the East All Stars so long as he stays on the Hornets, um, and then. Then that rounded out my top five, and then my last two were Van Vliet, who you had starting. Um, I echo what you say. I just uh, I, I had a really thin line between all my guards. You know, they they could have easily been the starters could have easily been um, on my wild cards or vice versa. Um, so um, that was a close call. But he's been playing great and helping that team you know, stay afloat and really, um, you know, I think they're fighting, I think they're in the seventh seed right now, um, fighting for a play-in spot, so, uh, much better than anticipated, and then I also had Drew Holiday as my last one, um, averaging 18, 5, and 6, just, uh, playing the, the defense that he plays as well, on top of that, um, bringing the leadership to the team, um, and uh, really just, you know, helping, you know, 
ride the you know carry the load with Giannis and Chris Middleton's having a little bit of a down year, so help picking up the slack there a little bit offensively um, from where he was last year. So, how about your last two? Yeah, I didn't include Holiday on my team, but like you said, it's a close call for a lot of these players. Um, so he would have been probably my next man up. I had Demar and Lowry as my last two. Uh, Demar, I think has been, I think has been the focal point of that Chicago team. Um, so I want to give him some love for the performance of the team overall. You know, I think that whole unit is just really cohesive. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they perform without uh, <clears throat> NBA Twitter favorite um, Caruso after he broke his wrist or fractured his wrist a couple games ago. Um, and then my uh, final spot was to Kyle Lowry. Um, you know, maybe as like a, this is your last year and I want to give some recognition kind of thing. You know, he's Life, old. Lifetime achievement award. You know, yeah, lifetime achievement. Um, Peter playing really well. He's still playing well for them. Um, yeah. So that's fair. One, one thing that there is like also. a candidate that was really worthy that you're keeping off, but like, yeah. I think like the main one I don't have on the team that you do is Zach Levine. Yeah. Um, and I can understand like why you would be in on be on it, and I kind of feel like he will be on the ultimate. I mean, that, that's uh, thing too. Like, if you think about how exciting he makes a game, like yeah, that part yeah, of it. That's a that's part of your criteria. Like he has to be on it. I feel like, but right. I mean, he's an efficient scorer too. That's kind of why I like him so much. I mean, forty nine percent from the field, forty one from three, and eighty seven from the line. Like. How many people do that? Um, yeah, I feel like if I were to include him, I could have like taken out Lowry or something. Yeah, I mean, but, like I said, it was a tough decision. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I mean, I think we we're pretty consistent overall. Um, you know, obviously there'll be a substitution for Durant. So I guess who would your substitution be? Levine sounds like. Yeah, I think, it, I think it would have to be. He seems like the most obvious next candidate. Yeah, I don't know who I would pick. Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I didn't really have that many close calls. I felt like it was pretty easy for me to pick this team, so I, I don't like have like one off the top of my head, but... Um, we can move on to the West, so um, I, I had a tough time filling out this roster, to be honest. Um, the last couple of spots were kind of rough for me. Um, why don't you... Uh, I feel like it was almost the opposite issue, where there's a lot more good guards in the West than... Yeah, the guards are stacked. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... You want me to start off? Yeah, if you want to... Or, uh, so I got Curry. I feel like he's an obvious pick. Um, yeah. Got Jokic and LeBron. I also yeah. feel like this is pretty obvious picks for the starting five. Um, I have Jaw as my second starting guard. Yeah, good pick. Which could I got be controversial, too. but I think no, a you pick. know the season's been about Jaw so far. 
Yeah, exactly. Like he has been dominating. Grizz has been dominating. He like if you want fun factor, he's got to be in the game. Um, and then uh, opposite end of the spectrum, if you want advanced stats, Darling, who may not be the most fun player to watch, uh, Gobert is running out my starting five. Yeah, I, so I have the same, except I have Draymond Green, which is kind of the same thing. Not the most yep. exciting player, but I mean he's. He's good. <laughs> like there, there's a reason those teams have been so good, and he's been a central part of it the whole time. Um, he doesn't put up the numbers that you see from the rest of these guys, but he's the smartest player on the court just about every time he walks out there, and yeah. that's so important. I mean, it's not a coincidence they went on this losing streak right as he got hurt. Um, yeah, so. exactly. The the box score, box score may not reflect it, but you can just see in the way that they've been playing since he's been out. That yeah, as soon as Curry comes out, they got no one else to run the offense, um, and they really need him back. Yeah, uh, and Curry needs uh, needs to get back to form a little bit here. He's uh, struggling a bit. I mean, he definitely will, but um, they just been falling off a little bit when they're keeping pace with the Suns for a while. So. Um, but we shall see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest surprise probably from preseason to see is Morant on there and as a starter. Maybe not on the team, but to see him as a starter is a surprise. Yeah, I think it's just like the job coronation every single time Memphis plays. He just does something absolutely insane. Um that block yeah, is just insane. I, I know. That was picking it off the back row. That was, that was stupid. But, yeah, I um, mean. He's got 25, 7 assists, uh, 6 boards. I mean, he's playing great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't say much more about it. And the Grizzlies have overachieved. Um, they're another team people are talking about, you know, trading 2 or 3 for 1 to try to get another star because they got so many good pieces on that team. Um, and they don't, they really only have Morant as the only, we're close to a star, you would say. Although Dustin Bain's been playing like one this whole year, which is pretty crazy to see. Um, but so then my next five was Gobert, Towns, Edwards, which this was a tough I didn't really know who to put here, and he's just fun, so I put him in the game. Um, and then Doncic's CP3 were uh, the guards. Um, I don't really feel like yeah, good about Doncic. He hasn't played that well. I probably should have put Mitchell in front of him, but it doesn't really matter at that point. Like once you're on the team, you're on the team. Like you're an all star. Like, but. Um, he might be more deserving. But that's the thing. So I, Don just play like shit, and he's like 25-9-9. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they he, he definitely played like crap earlier this season. but He's only shooting been, 43%. That's pretty bad. Yeah. They have been picking up the wins recently, though. So I know. They, they, got, they play good defense. I, didn't, yeah. I don't really get that, but they do. I don't know if you can attribute that to Luca, but no, I'm not not suggesting that at all. But 
Yeah. Um, they definitely didn't play good defense last year, so the last couple years. Not that that was anyone's fault. They didn't. I mean, um, I'm not necessarily yeah, so chasing kids. I I have Luca on my second team also. I have him in one of the forward spots. Okay. Uh, just because of the glut of guards that we're dealing with on the West, I felt like I could cheat a little bit and put him on the forward spot. Why not? I have Draymond, you know, for all the reasons we just talked about. And I have Cat, so I agree with you there. Also, CP3 is one of my guards, and I put Mike Connolly. Um, and I feel like, you know, you could have picked Connolly or Mitchell. I feel like they're kind of interchangeable right now when uh, talking about the Jazz. Um, you know, Jazz continuing to be a really dominant regular season team, and, you know, you want to recognize the engine that is driving that. I put Connelly in just because I think he uh, provides a little more of, you know, Mitchell's going to get more stats. Uh, maybe in my head, Connelly is driving winning more, so that's why I gave him a nod ahead of Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're so hard to choose between them. Um, you, you just got to pick one and go with it. I mean, I didn't have... Connolly on my team at all. Um, I had Mitchell and Booker as my last two, so we, we talked a little bit about Mitchell. I mean, he's I mean, he's a real deal. I mean, every time the playoffs come around, like everyone's surprised how good he is every year. But like, he's just really good. Like, he can carry a team. Like, he can be the best player on a team that wins a championship. And there's not there's not that many people that can say that. Um, and you know, he's proven it. Like, averaging twenty six, four and five. I mean. Um, he's the real deal, and, you know, Devin Booker missed a little bit of time, but, um, he's still playing well doing his thing. I think it's his lowest scoring average in several years, since the second year or something like that, at 24 points a game, just under, I think it's 23 points something, but, um, you know, he's still doing his thing, shooting the ball well, um, shooting, I think the best he has from three in a season, 39%, everyone thinks of him as a great shooter, which... Um, you know, I think he is, but he's never shot the ball that well from three, mostly because the degree of difficulty he probably has on most of his shots. But um, yeah, I think that's his best three point percentage in a season so far. So, um, and then your last two were I had Booker uh, again, agreeing with you, and he's you know Booker and Mitchell are two guys can just take over playoff games uh so i wanted to get booker in to give the sun some more love of cp3 and booker from that team um i did not include mitchell on my team like i said i gave that spot over to conley instead um and then my last one is dejounte murray um i know spurs themselves are not playing super well, but Murray has just been on an insane tear for them. Uh, he is, in terms of box plus minus, DeJounte Murray is 15th in the league overall in terms of uh, or also top 15 in terms of 
538's war. He is 14th. Um, so I just wanted to give some love to a team that no one is thinking about right now <laughs> and a player that is playing really well for them. Yeah, no, he has been playing really well. They actually have a really good offense, which is surprising. Um, you just wouldn't think it when you look at their pieces on their team. They don't have like a go-to score by any means, but when you have a good coach and you know everyone passes the ball, moves the ball, sometimes that's all you need. Um, not that they're necessarily crushing it, but doing better than you'd expect with that lineup. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I think that rounds out our uh, all-star picks here. Um, our last episode we did, I think we mentioned we picked the over and unders. Um, so circle back, let's take a couple victory laps and take a couple uh, walks of shame here. Um, so looking back, Magic on pace for 14 wins we had them both under at 22 and a half so we're looking good there which 14 sounds like a lot to be honest that's <laughs> so I, th- I think we're okay there um one what is the record for the lowest win total i think it's nine or ten yeah it was like one of those hornet teams yeah i know so i know the process didn't even make it they had like 10 or something and that was too many yeah. um and then one that I am going to take a victory lap on, and you should just not, uh, is the Cavaliers over yeah. at 27 went, the 26 and a half you went under. On this pace is for, absolutely the one. On pace for 48 games, yeah. Yeah. I remember I said, is there, am I okay to get excited for this team? And he said, what is there to get excited about? <laughs> Evan Mobley is the answer. Yeah. I was wrong. I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah, well... I, I feel like so many players on this team stepped up in such a big way that... Yeah, every, uh, everyone's having like a best-case scenario type season for them. Yeah. Which is a good thing to have fall at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... Um, I think I wrote down, can Mobley be a replacement level player this season? Um, Yes, yes, he can. He's definitely he can, can do that. Do that and more. So next one, which doesn't look good for you, is the Bulls over and under at forty-two and a half. You took the under. I took the over. They're on pace for fifty-three wins. Yep, yeah. uh, I will take another <laughs> L on this one. All right, this one, I think um, we. Um, yeah, I, I think I was thinking DeMar was just going to be inefficient and there's going to be too much overlap with him and Levine. Um, DeMar has been pretty efficient. The overlap has been there to some extent, but I mean, it's just good when you have two players that can get their own bucket and get other people involved. So I was wrong. And then rounding out the team with Ball and Caruso seems to have like really helped the cohesiveness. Yeah, yeah. So, another one, speaking of ball, his brother, we we both called the over at 37.5. They're at 26 wins already on pace for 46, so looks like a comfortable win there. We both took the Wizards over at 33.5. They're right on pace for 42 wins. 
slowed down from your hot start, which got you all excited, but uh, I think they're playing closer yeah. to the level you would expect them to play at, which is, you know, yeah. they're a gritty team, but, you know, they just don't have the star power, especially the way Beal has been playing this year. He hasn't played up to what we've come to expect from the last couple of years. Yeah, I think it's indicative that we were, like, searching for guards to fill out our East All-Star bracket, and not one of us mentioned Brad Beal. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't think he was deserving, um, yeah. which is crazy, especially he, with how weak I mean, some of those other... nine turnovers in their loss to the Magic that's yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, that's it's not embarrassing, good. man. Yeah. So the next one, which I look pretty bad on, is the over at 42.5 for the Pacers, which have 16 wins right now, are on pace for 29 wins. So doesn't look good for me there. You, you had the under there, so... Um, I had the yeah, under I'll take on that the one. Heat. I mean, part of it's just they've been dealing with so many injuries. It's not helping. But yeah. even if they were fully healthy, I don't know. They weren't playing well before the injuries either. But it's not helping. I feel like they've had injuries like so bad the past couple of years. And yep. in the Hawks, we both uh, took the over at 47.5. Um, they have 19 wins right now on pace for 35. So um, don't think they're going to get there, but I don't think we're the only ones that made that bet. So can't feel that bad. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think we did all right overall. Um, there are some that are just terrible decisions. But we both had what are you gonna do? the over uh, on the Grizzlies at 41.5. On pace for 54 wins, so we look good there. Both had the over on the Warriors at 48 and a half. It's looking pretty good. You had the over on the Blazers at 45. That and a half. is another one of my terrible. But like decisions. that's been like injuries too, though. Yeah. I had the over. I mean, on it's them. also just like Dame has not looked good, and maybe it's this. Oh yeah, is it like a core injury or yeah. something? Getting surgery on yeah. it, or he got surgery on it. I don't know. So, that's scary if you're a Blazers fan. Also scary if you are considering trading for Damian Lillard when he's 31 right now and not looking great and just had surgery. Yeah, I mean, did not look good this year, but. People will still trade for him in the off season if he's available, but which is I mean, it's probably a good thing for the people trying to trade for him. It probably won't hurt the Blazers too much, but they might as well blow it up or do something. I don't know. Trading trading Damian Lillard doesn't really solve any problems though. It's like he's really good. <laughs> Like you don't, you yeah. just don't get players like that very often, and if that's your solution. You probably aren't doing well. Whatever you're doing probably isn't a good thing for your t- franchise. But I, I don't know what else to tell them. Which I guess is sad. Uh, they, uh, I feel like they like they topped out when they made the West Finals however many seasons ago that was. Um, yeah, and then tried to like keep chasing that. Yeah, they got lucky out. to get... I mean, they didn't get, They played well. They deserved to be there. But like, 
things fell their way in those playoffs to get there, kind of like it happened for the Clippers to get there last year. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that happens once every year. But um, playoffs, you never know what's going to happen, which is the best part about it. So, I think I think we had... We both had the Suns, or no, I had the Suns over. You had the Suns under at 50 and a half. I think that was the last one we had on here. Just had to put put you down a little more. There, it's um, pace for 65 wins. That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty I didn't think team. they would be this good, but I, I thought they would be a little better than 50 and a half. I mean, yeah. I thought they, I thought they kind of got lucky last year too um, in the playoffs, which they did, but they took advantage of the luck they got, which you just have to do and then there are a few plays away from changing that whole series um, so who knows? yeah I mean so right now how are you feeling about the Suns title odds I mean they're just as good as anybody else's yeah I think I mean the, I think the Bucks the Nets the Suns the Warriors are all in like their own tier I think that's fair. As long as everyone is healthy. Yeah, as long as they get a healthy Draymond back. Yeah, healthy and KD. The, yeah, I mean, like, are, are we just going to assume that Kyrie's not going to play any of her? I'm going to assume so. he's going to play half of them, I guess, which yeah. seems crazy, but he's not going to get the shot that much, I know. <laughs> yeah, he's the most stubborn person in the world, which is fine. But uh, he's not going to get the shot, and I don't think anything else is going to change. I mean, I think where things stand right now, I would give the Suns the slight edge over any other team. Just because I think there's a lot of... I think you can ask questions of other teams, whereas the Suns just seem like they're like firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, they... They answer all your questions. They check off all the boxes. Right. Don't have any holes. Yeah, that's important in the playoffs because that's what people do is they just expose your weaknesses over and over again until you can stop them. And if you don't have that many weaknesses to expose, they don't have that much to go at. So it makes it hard. So we'll see. I mean, you know, we're just getting to, you know, probably almost two-thirds of the way done with the season at least 60% of the way. So, um, you know, we'll see these teams round out to form to end the season here. We'll be back more regularly. Um, but for now, we will leave you guys. Enjoy the rest, uh, I guess, the week before the All-Star break. And uh, we'll be back within the next couple weeks. Talk to you guys later. Peace.